Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Audrey and Ryan with you. Now, we're just days away from Chinese New Year, and there's no better time than now to talk about lion and dragon dances, which are typically quite a common sight during the festivities. That's right, Audrey. Ahead of the Year of the Dragon, some lion and dragon dance troops in Singapore are seeing roaring demand for their services. Now, their clients include home and business owners who hope to symbolically ward off evil spirits and bring good luck. Yes, and in case you don't already know, lion dance is performed by two dancers under an ornate lion's head and trailing fabric body, while dragon dance is done by a team of performers using poles to rhythmically move a dragon prop to the beat of Chinese drums, gongs, and cymbals, and most of that involves acrobatic moves. To tell us more, we have in the studio Joanna Liu, manager of Tian Ing Dragon and Lion Dance Center. Joanna, thanks for joining Breakfast this morning. How are you? I'm okay. Hello, everybody. Great to have you and your troop here this morning. We're so grateful you can come on. You guys are so busy. You even brought the God of Fortune here in the studio. So it's really great to have you guys here. We know business has been roaring with an increased demand for Lion Dance services this year. How has business been so far compared to the last few years? The Year of the Dragon has really had an impact on this. Um, yes, definitely. For dragon, yes, right. Everybody will love dragons. Mm. So this year, if you compare, actually the businesses is uh, more than previous year. Yeah, if you look around, we have a lot of dragon display. And like now, dragon dance is uh, really, really interesting. Yeah, Joanna, when I look at the lion and dragon dance troupe, there are so many members. You've got someone holding a cymbals, someone on the drums, um, someone holding a ball. How hard is it to find manpower these days to fill the demand? Oh, yes, definitely. I think... Um, during COVID times, uh, a lot of people stay at home. So, you know, after COVID, you really need a lot of effort, a lot of time to bring them back for practices. Yeah. And during the COVID time, a lot of people, they are used to the norm really staying at home. So if you ask them to come after, you know, the, the COVID, it's quite challenging. I yeah. want to talk about the practices that you just talked about. You yes. know, the troop members have a lot to do every performance. We know it's physically quite demanding and the training can be quite tough for the dance troop members yes. to get in shape, right? So how many different roles are there within a troop and what exactly does the training entail? Okay, for so for lion dance, right, you need to have a lion dance dancer, the tail, and also the head. And then for the percussion team, you need to have the person playing the drums, and then the person playing the gong, and also the person playing the cymbal. So sometimes, if this is a very big performance, you need a lot of person playing the cymbal. So, for example, you also need a bigger drums. So the person physically really need to hard it beats. Uh, more stronger. Uh, you mentioned your husband is the coach of the team, right? How uh, yes. much work goes into training up to be where you need to be? And how many years of training and hard work to be able to be ready to perform? Okay, it depends on the person also physically and also whether they have the interest or not. Sometimes you just guide them, uh, like for example, a few months for them themselves, they got interest to so pick it up very fast. And then sometimes uh, if you need to have really, like for example, jumping the pole, really a few years. Okay, and so how long does training take usually in terms of, you know, leading up to Chinese New Year? Do they train five times a week, six times a week to get into shape? So far, um, our training is about two, three times a week. Mm. Yeah, the training is mostly for the competition uh, coming out in March. So at the same time, we also practice for the new person. Yeah, Mm. so maybe twice a week or three times a week, depends. You mentioned the competitions and we know that your Lion Dance troupe has actually won many of these competitions. Yes. What would you say makes you guys unique? 
Um, I think um, for our lion dance troupe, uh, Tianning Dragon Lion Dance Center, um, we keep continuing practicing. Uh, we keep continue going overseas for competition. Also participate in the local competition. So it's ongoing process. Yeah, a lot of hard work behind the scenes, yes, you know, yes. and really having to train and practice. And I imagine a lot of stuff you carry is very heavy, like the line hit itself, I'm sure takes quite some work. Give us an idea behind the scenes, what sort of dedication is involved? How heavy are these equipment? Uh, I think for the lion head, it's about um, more than 3kg. depends on the detailing of the lion head. So sometimes it's more heavier. And then uh, we're talking about um, dragon dance itself. So the whole dragon dance plus the dragon heads, dragon body, dragon pole and dragon tail is about 8kg plus and minus. So uh, the pole, you know, the dragon dance pole is about 10kg total. So the whole dragons is more than about 20kg plus and minus. Wow. Yeah. And you were telling us earlier about the number of people that it takes to put up a show like the dragon dance versus the lion dance. Can you give us an idea? How many people do you need for a typical dragon dance? Okay, for dragon dance we're talking about 7% dragon dance you need 7 plus a person holding the dragon uh, pearl so it's about 8%. So we have a 9% dragon so it's 9 plus 1 the person holding the pole plus the, I mean, the dragon ball and then uh, you have the whole percussion team is about more than 15% onwards. So if you have the lion dance and the dragon together, it will be more than 25%. Wow, oh, yeah. that's a huge yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. that's a, t- a couple dozen people. Yes. You also told us about how it's now transcended generations. So you even have kids as part of your lion dance troupe. Tell us about that. Oh, okay. So so I think uh, most of the lion dance troupe is almost the same. Normally, it's the, for example, one guy, he's got interest in lion dance and he learned it after he get married. So sometimes when he's practicing, he bring the wife along. So the wife slowly get involvement. And then later when you have the kids, the kids will get involved. So actually, it's, it's generation by generation. Wow. Yeah. So what role do the kids play, the little four-year-olds, five-year-olds? What oh, do they, they do? just hold a small lion head and then they'll enjoy it. Yeah. And then the drum, some of them is really good. Yeah. So normally for kids, they play the lion head and also the drum. Oh, Ryan yeah. and I both have kids, so maybe we should enroll them, Ryan. Yeah. Um, think about that. Right? Yes. Well, Jenna, you've been in this business for quite some time, for many years. How have you observed the business evolving over the years and also the prices? How have things changed this year? I think previously, if you're talking about lion dance, dragon dance, all, all, all these are actually is cultural thing. It's very intangible, you know, assets. So uh, now, as an example, the trends, right? We can see like a lot of God of Fortune, then slowly you have the year of the Zodiac. Like for example, this year is a dragon year. Mm. So the Zodiac actually is a dragon mascot come along. So I think since quite long already. So all this like like last year, you have different different year. So the rabbit is coming. So so it's not like really traditional. And you, now you see most of the lion dance team, they also have the dance for the God of Fortune example or in a team because all this is young people uh, they love it so how to get them interest and involved only with all these things then more people will be enjoying and they want to be part of it so what else is your troop doing to you know ensure the sustainability of this business in the longer term um, actually always I mean for Lana's troop it's all very long history mm. it's always very difficult to get a lot of people yeah if you compare like for example this year and you increase like 20 to 30 it's quite tough so slowly slowly you'll build the team 
Yeah, quite a tough business to really um, succeed in because there's so much competition out there and True. also so many challenges. So as you look back at your business, what are some of your proudest moments? I think it's very different because I like something like, you know, challenging. So previously we did the pyro um, dragon dance. So it's very different. So you have the pyrotechnic. Wow. And then and then all these all these are historical things, all these are uh, those achievements is very different. So we also did hundred and thirty eight dragons wrong. I think that one we need yeah, that one's for Chinge. So we call we we uh, correlate with uh, CC. So that one is hundred thirty eight meter LED dragon. It's very long. Wow. You need about hundred over people volunteer. Yeah, and now we are collaborating with uh, Resort World Sentosa. We are doing eighty eight meter dragon. So those are very interesting project. Eighty eight yeah. meter dragon. So you need over forty people for that yeah, dragon. Yeah, uh, minimum thirty eight. But wow. you need, because the dragon head is very heavy, so you need two person to rotate. Alright, so you've got the so-called God of Fortune in the yes. studio with us. No, yes. It's very interesting to see him out and about dancing and he seems quite comfortable in his costume. What are some things you can tell us? Are there any misconceptions that you wish people knew about the hard work that goes into, I, I suppose, the performance here? For Dragon, I, I think for God of Fortune, it's very different. When people see uh, God of Fortune, they are feel happy because you bring them wealth, you bring them good luck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so I think this year, uh, most of my God of Fortune, we do the uh, this Kermusan dance. So this one is very popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of hard work, Kermusan Yeah, a lot dance. of hard work. Yeah, yeah. A lot of strength, a lot of uh, energy that you needed. It can be pretty hot in that suit, I imagine, especially if you're outdoors. Yes. And that was the first thing that I asked when he walked in. It's like, how do you feel? Are you hot? But it's really cold in the studio so maybe yes, that helps yes yes yeah. yeah yeah I imagine a lot of kids will want to poke the costume and yeah, there true, are a lot of challenges true. with yeah. this performance yes yes a lot of challenges especially for example women right so they'll grab the <laughs> God of Fortune yeah bring me luck bring me luck <laughs> rub his belly maybe <laughs> yeah yeah well uh-huh. I love it well a glimpse into the magic behind the scenes the hard work that goes into it and the bright and resilient future of Lion and Dragon Dances thanks so much Joanna for sharing this with us and for joining us here this morning. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Thank you, everybody. We've yeah. been speaking with Joanna Liu, the manager of Tian Ing Dragon and Lion Dance Center. Keep it here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.